The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. The prophet has spoken presumptuously. And this is why the prophet, the prophecy fell. But when the prophecy fell, you shouldn't blame the people. You should take full responsibility as the prophet yourself. It's a terrible thing to make a person feel bad like that. You prophesy their healing, and the healing doesn't manifest, and you're making them feel like it was because of their lack of faith. It wasn't their faith that produced the prophecy. So why has it got to be about their faith to bring about the manifestation? You talked about how God was going to bless them if they gave to you. And they gave to you and they didn't get blessed. And then you want to say it's because of your lack of faith. It's because you're not praying enough. Well, it wasn't my faith and my prayer life that produced the prophecy. So it shouldn't be my faith or my prayer life that has anything to do with the prophecy coming to pass if God said. And when God says, it's not conditional. When God says, it must come to pass. When the Lord speaks, it is done. When he commands, it must stand fast. Glory to God. Glory to God. Here Deuteronomy tells us, when the prophet speaks presumptuously, you should not stand in awe of them. In other words, you should not be afraid of them. Why are you in awe of a prophet who got it wrong? We want to revere prophets. We want to honor prophets. We want to give them deference and respect. Like they say, there's some great man, a woman of God. But the Bible says when they get it wrong, you should not be afraid of them. In other words, beloved, you should not stand in awe of them. It's about God, not about the prophet. God wants us just to judge the prophecy. We don't have to judge the man or the woman who gave the prophecy. Just judge the prophecy. And when the prophecy doesn't come to pass, God says, don't stand in awe of that man or woman who brought the prophecy. In fact, Jeremiah, God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 verse 9, God says, for they prophesied falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. God says, I didn't send them. If God didn't send them, what was the motivation? If God didn't send them, why would they prophesy your healing? If God didn't send them, if God didn't send them, why would they prophesy your prosperity? They were more concerned about their own wholeness, their own prosperity, more than yours. And God says, they're speaking falsely to you. God says, I have not sent them. You see, some went and some are sent. And those who just went their prophecy is going to fail. But when God sends you, that prophecy is going to come to pass. Plastic preachers and Charles, listen to me very carefully. 
I've been around long enough to know this. Many of you have been around long enough to know this. Many of you have been preyed upon, fallen victim to a plastic preacher or charlatan. Plastic preachers and charlatans are all about the Benjamins. Did you hear what I said? They're all about the Benjamins. Now, Benjamins is an, an analogy to the $100 bill. Now, those of you that, are, that, that have a $100 bill or had a $100 bill, you'll notice that the image on the $100 bill is a picture of Benjamin Franklin. And the plastic preachers and charlatans, they're all about the Benjamins. They're all about the money. They prophesy lies, false visions out of the seat of the hearts. Have you ever been in a worship service and a so-called prophet will stand before the congregation and they will say what God said, that everybody in this service is to give $100. Wait a minute. God said everybody in this service is to give $100. And many people in that service don't have $100. Don't know what $100 look like. Many people in the service didn't have any money at all. Some people in that service, when they heard God said that everybody to give $100, they started looking within themselves and said, well, what's wrong with me? I don't have $100. In fact, I don't have gas money to offer my brother or sister to give me a ride home. But yet God said, give me $100. Everybody ought to give $100. Now, I haven't found in my Bible anywhere where God speaks like that. That is the voice of the plastic preacher. That is the voice of the charlatans. They're prophesying lies. They're prophesying false visions out of the seat of their own heart. I'll never forget in the first church I pastored, just a storefront church, in fact, we could seat 68 people in that congregation within that building. And I'll never forget it. I invited this prophet in to run a few nights of a meeting for us. And i never forget this, that this prophet came in, and I didn't know that he operated like that. Now, any, any of you know me, I don't allow that. You see, I don't allow that. See, when we have a guest preach in our church, I receive the offering, okay, because I'm going to believe God, honor God, and I want you to do the same thing, and we're going to be a blessing to that prophet, that preacher, or whoever they are. We're going to bless them with whatever you give, and we add something to it. And if that's not sufficient, they need to look for another place to go the next time. Don't come here, because we're committed to the word. I haven't found in the word anywhere where God says everybody ought to give a certain amount. But I believe I read somewhere that you ought to purpose in your heart and so give. I believe I read somewhere that you give not according, come on, to what somebody says, but you first got to have a willing mind and so give. Glory to God. But in the first church I pastored, I'll never forget the prophet was in one evening 
And at the end of his message, he, received, he wanted to receive an offering for himself. And he said that God said that, I forget how many people he said, but he said X amount of people ought to give $100. We didn't have no $100 people in our church. We had poor people in our church. We had single parents, single mothers in our church. Huh? We had people that didn't have transportation in our church. But this prophet said, God said that X amount of people ought to give $100. And I'll never forget, this lady in my church, a young lady, she had two or three kids. She didn't work, which means she was on public assistance. Come on. In other words, aid for dependent children. She was the first one to jump up in the line. First one to jump up in the line. The same woman that jumped up into the line was the same woman who needed assistance from the church. But somehow that prophet, that prophet, what's the word I'm looking for? Bewildered her to believe that if she would give her $100, that everything would be all right. I'm telling you, everything was not all right. Huh? Everything was not all right. She was poor before the prophet came. She was poor after the prophet left. And for years in our church, she was still poor in need of help and assistance. But she fell prey. She got suckered. Because the prophet spoke lies and false visions out of the seat of his heart. That prophet was nothing more than a plastic preacher and a charlatan. And I never invited him back. There's a lot I've never, a lot of them I've never invited him back. Hello? I believe in the fivefold ministry. I believe in apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I believe that we need all of those ministries in the church. But when I invite an apostle or prophet, an evangelist into the church, if they don't pan out according to the scriptures, then I don't invite them back. Is that plain and simple? I have a responsibility as a shepherd to guard the flock. And guarding the flock means also guarding your finances. Glory to God. Glory to God. So plastic preachers. And Charlton's, what they really do, beloved, they fleece the sheep rather than feeding the sheep. Let me say it again. They fleece the sheep rather than feeding the sheep. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, God said, and I will give you pastors who will, after my own heart, and that's important, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Did you hear what the Lord said to Jeremiah? I will give you pastors after mine own heart. In other words, they have a heart for God. They have a heart to obey God. They'll have a heart to please God. They'll have a heart to do everything that glorifies God. He says, I will give you pastors after my own heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, doesn't it stand the reason? Listen to me very carefully. If God gives his people pastors, 
after his own heart to feed them with knowledge and understanding? Doesn't it stand the reason that he also give the, the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers after his own heart to feed them with knowledge and understanding? Glory to God. God called for us to feed the sheep, not bleed the sheep. In the Gospel of John, chapter 21, probably around verse 15. Now there at the sea of Tiberias, Jesus will appear to his disciples, at least some of them, for the third time after his resurrection. His disciples are out on the sea. Peter and some of the others. Peter and John and some of the others. They're out on the sea toiling all night trying to catch fish. And Jesus stands on the shoreline. And he calls out to them and he says, do you have any fish? They said, no. Jesus said to them, then cast your net on the right side. Cast your net on the right side of the boat. And when they cast the net on the right side of the boat, they caught a multitude of fish. And then Peter had jumped out of the boat. Peter had jumped out of the boat because the boat was near the shore because they recognized that this was Jesus. So Peter jumped out of the boat, ran to shore, and the other disciples came to shore dragging 153 fish, 153 fish in a net. And the miracle was, or the second miracle was, the net did not break. When they got to shore, I need you to follow this. When they got to shore, they found that Jesus was preparing them breakfast. Jesus had fish and bread on coals of fire. So Jesus fed his disciples. He said, come and dine. He made breakfast for them. And after they ate breakfast, after they ate probably a scrumptious breakfast, then Jesus said to Peter, he said, Simon Peter, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Now, I don't know if he's talking about his fishing equipment, his boat, or he's talking about the apostles, the other apostles themselves. But he said to Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said, feed my lambs. Don't bleed them, feed them. Then he asked Peter the second time, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. Then Jesus said to Peter, feed my sheep. Don't bleed them, feed them. Feed my sheep. Then he asked him the third time, Peter, do you love me? Peter became grieved in his heart because the Lord had asked him that three times. And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. You know all things. Then Jesus said to Peter, then feed my sheep. Don't bleed them, Peter. Feed them. That's our mandate as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Our mandate is to feed the people of God, not believe them. 
Then in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, in the 20th chapter, probably around the 28th verse, you find where Paul was departing from the church at Ephesus. So he called the elders of the church together and he began to encourage them and instruct them. And one of the instructions he gave the elders of the church of Ephesus in verse 28, he said to them, take heed, take heed therefore unto yourselves and all the flock which the Holy Ghost have made you overseer to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Did you hear what Paul said to the elders of the church at Ephesus? He says, take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. You got to check yourself before you try to check the people of God. He said, take heed to yourself and unto all the flock. Take heed to yourself and all the flock. Take heed to yourself. What is he saying? What is he saying? He's saying be on guard. Be on guard about your own attitude, your own motivations. Be on guard. Pay attention to your motivations. What's driving you? Be on guard. Then he said, watch yourself first. You watch yourself first. Make sure you got the right spirit, the right frame of mind. When you stand before the people of God, make sure it's about God and not about money. Make sure it's about God and not about fame. Make sure it's about God and not about power. Take heed unto yourself. Get yourself together before you try to get the people of God together. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Take heed unto yourselves. And all the flock which the Holy Ghost have made you overseer. Don't you forget that. It's the Holy Ghost that's given you your ministry. It's the Holy Ghost that's given you your anointing. Take heed unto yourselves and all the flock of God on which the Holy Ghost have made you overseer to feed the church of God. Don't bleed them. Feed them. Feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. But plastic preachers and charlatans forget that. They don't take heed to themselves. They don't try to be careful. They don't try to pay attention to what's going on within them. What's motivating you? What's driving you to say to the people of God that God is saying that X amount of people ought to give $1,000 in this service? Our God is saying everyone ought to give a hundred. What is driving you to do that? You got to take heed to yourself. You got to be careful. In other words, you got to pay attention to what's going on in the inside of you, preacher. You got to be watchful of yourself first. Take heed to yourself. And all the fuck of God, in which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. It's not about you. It's about God. So feed the church of God. Feed them. Don't bleed them. It's not about you because God has purchased his church with his own blood. Glory to God. Glory to God. In closing, in closing, plastic preachers 
and charlatans. They serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but they serve their own gain. They serve their own gain. They're looking for the money. They're looking for the fame. They're looking for the power. They do this by false prophecies, smooth talk, giving people good words. False prophecies, smooth talk, giving people good words to deceive the hearts of the simple. But God is saying to us, beware of false prophets. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen to come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously and you shall not be afraid of him. Glory to God. Too many of us have fell for the trickery. We fell by believing the lies and the deceit of the plastic preachers and the charlatans. And they did nothing but they got the money and they ran. But a true shepherd doesn't get the money and run. The shoot the true shepherd is faithful to all the flock because they realize this flock is the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And so a good shepherd is going to feed the people. Going to feed the people. For some years, of all the years I've been in ministry, and all the years I've pastored, I work without a salary. I remember the time that my time check was, the, was, the, was what the church needed to keep the doors open, pay the rent, pay the, the, the operating, other operating costs like utilities. When I wasn't receiving a dime from the church. But how many preachers would do that? A plastic preacher wouldn't do that. A charlatan wouldn't do that. A charlatan preacher is not going to stay somewhere where he's not receiving any wages. In fact, if he did receive any wages, he'll take the money and run somewhere else to get more wages. And I'm telling you, God says, this is how you know them. This is how you know. So don't say in your heart, Lord, how will we know them? This is how you know them. They'll speak words that God has not spoken to them. They'll speak presumptuously. And when it doesn't come to pass, they never own up to it. They never take responsibility for it. They never humble themselves and repent. But they'll make you think it was because of a shortcoming in your own life and in your own walk with God. But God says, beware of false prophets. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for opening our eyes that we might see and recognize the real from the artificial, the genuine from the fake. And help us, Father God, to understand that we are to judge prophecy. We are to judge it. 
judge it to see if it measures up against your word because your word is truth. And help us not to fall prey, Father, for the outward trappings, for the false anointings, the false promise of signs, wonders, and miracles. In the name of money, fame, and power, driven by personal gain, but help us to recognize the real. Help us not to be judgmental in our hearts, but help us to call balls and strikes according to your word. And you said, Father, if it didn't come to pass, if it didn't happen, then that's the word you had not spoken. And when a prophet speaks presumptuously, you said we're not to be afraid of them. God, help us to stop worshiping man, lifting up man, honoring man, revering man over you, over your word. Help us to keep you in the center and help us to be able to hear from you. God, we don't need a plastic preacher or charlatan to tell us that you're saying to us how much to give. We can hear from you ourselves. We have a relationship with you. And we can hear from you. Our ears are not stopped up. We can hear from you. We don't need an outside voice to tell us what you're saying to us. We thank you, Father. Help your people to beware of the plastic preachers and the charlatans, for they're all false prophets. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father, help us all, Father, to have a heart to feed the people of God. Help us to have a heart according to your heart to feed the people of God with knowledge and understanding so that they can grow thereby. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you haven't made your peace with God, today is your day. Ask God to forgive you. God is merciful. He's forgiving. And he's waiting for you. If you confess, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. That God has raised you from the dead. You shall be saved. It's real simple. With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And here's the good news. Doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, God loves you. And he said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon him. Ask the Lord to save you. That's what it's all about, beloved. It's about you being in the family of God, having a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Glory to God. So remember, faith which works by love. Walk in love and have faith in God.
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.